Well, welcome everyone to another installment in our CSA podcast series. My name is Darren Islin and I have the national responsibility at Christian Schools Australia as Director of Research and Innovation. I'm joined today by Andy Wolfe. Andy is the Executive Director of Education for the Church of England. He oversees the work of the Church of England Foundation for Educational Leadership through its leadership programs, networks and research that work with around 5,000 schools and thousands of school leaders across the UK. Andy has co-authored the Foundation's core leadership document with Professor David Ford from Cambridge University called Connected Committed, 24 Leadership Practices for Educational Leaders. Prior to this, Andy's extensive school leadership experience was at high school level, having started his career lecturing in music at higher education level. Andy runs extensive international leadership networks which are leading to exciting collaborations between a range of key Christian schools associations, including CSA, and has also written Flourishing Together, a Christian vision for students, educators, and schools with Dr. Lynn Swanner from ACSI USA, due for publication in late 2021. Welcome to the podcast, Andy. Hi, Darren. Great to be with you today. Really looking forward, Andy, to just sharing a little bit about what you're doing in this space and very excited to be able to see the the culmination of what has really been about an 18-month journey. Andy, I guess for listeners in Australia not familiar with your working context, just provide a little bit of an overview of the foundation and your role. Yeah, sure. Um, So the Church of England um, runs around 5,000 schools in in England, obviously. It's about 20% of all English schools. So about a million children are in Church of England schools. And um, our national team helps to oversee them. And uh, 2016, we published the Church of England Vision for Education, Deeply Christian Serving the Common Good. And that was trying to outline kind of the why of education, what, you know, not just the what, you know, what we're trying to achieve in education, what we're trying to do each day, but why are we even doing it? And um, as a result of publishing that vision, um, which was based on the John 10.10 promise of kind of life in all its fullness, we then sought to think, well, how do we actually implement that vision? And really, the only way to implement the vision is with leaders who can lead out of that vision. And so we set up something called the Church of England Foundation for Educational Leadership. And um, that provides now programs, uh, training programs, um, networks, research, Uh, resources for thousands of school leaders across the country and um, you know it's been really exciting to see how that's grown in England and then as a result of that you know we've begun some of these really exciting international collaborations and even in the in those halcyon days where we could visit one another we 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 were privileged to host um, you know a range of leaders a couple years ago to kind of uh, actually at the time we launched this new call connected committed document it's just a beautiful coincidence that it happened on the same um, week and uh, you know th- those international dialogues and partnerships have been you know really excited for us so yeah what a what a wonderful time it was Andy and certainly you're a wonderful host throughout the UK and just love the way that you framed the document for us uh, through that particular experience. Um, I guess the question that many people would ask is why yet another leadership framework and what is so unique about the call connected committed document? Well, you know, 
when we set up the foundation, I was often asked, you know, what's your vision for leadership? What kind of leadership are you actually seeking to sort of see happen? Because really any organization um, of any reasonable size will be thinking about developing leaders. Like it's, it, it, or if it's not, it's kind of missing a major um, part of its sort of present and future. And we set about thinking, well, what, what kind of leaders are we trying to develop, actually? That's actually a pretty good point. Um, is, it, is it just leaders who are super productive or super efficient or super compliant or um, whatever? And we came up with this, this sort of this trio of called, connected and committed. And obviously, the kind of alliteration you know, helps people remember it or whatever. But I guess what we were trying to say in that is that at its heart, called is about your own personal vocation and why. Um, and for so many leaders, uh, particularly when we're under pressure, that sense of our why is actually what motivates us. You know, we don't we don't reach for a, for a textbook or a manual at that at the crisis point. It's our own deep conviction about why we're doing our role. What what is our calling? Um, that second one about being connected is saying that although the education system sometimes says to you as a leader it's all down to you the pressures on you as an individual to you know to perform to achieve you know and even to compete with one another we're trying to say actually we we don't really flourish alone we flourish together and and, and our leadership is enhanced by a sense of connection whether it be in our own schools um, between our schools or even in this case when we're talking you know between our countries which is amazing and then that last one is not you know the sense of being committed to something doesn't just mean ah oh, can we all just work harder and do more you know let's be more committed um, because actually you know across the sector school leaders are just incredibly committed to their role and work you know crazy hours every week trying to you know do 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 the best for the children that they said but what are we actually committed to what is our mission and what is our purpose is actually a really important question um, because there are obviously all kinds of motivating factors in the education system and um, you know being confident enough to, to to call that out has been really helpful so that's that's kind of how those three kind of came about and Andy, look, I, I love the way that you you had a theological foundation for that. And I guess if you'd just like to explain what it was like to work with the esteemed theologian like Professor David Ford. <laughs> oh, uh, well, that was what it was actually like or what I should say it was like. It was a, um, <laughs> Give us the honest, uh, the yeah. honest version, Andy. <laughs> no, it's am- it was amazing. I mean, I am... I, um, I actually at university myself, I studied theology and music as a joint degree. And so I, you know, I, I haven't got, you know, I've got a little bit of background in the area, but I was still pretty like, um, you know, I was pretty honored to really get to work, work with him. And, um, but he, but his, his passion and vision for education was just ran through all of our conversations and trying to find like really rich theological basis for talking about some of these constructs was really important. So for example, we talked a lot about um, vulnerability and leadership and we, you know, spent a lot of time together in two Corinthians and how to understand like, you know, what in some ways you say, you know, Paul, the apostle, like superhero leader and, you know, and, and in many ways in terms of his outputs or outcomes as a leader, you know, it, 
I'm sure people would have bought his leadership book at the time had he written one. But but actually in that letter, he, he he's pretty vulnerable under pressure, um, you know, shows some some real signs of, you know, you might even say mental health issues even. Um, and to see what it means to lead under pressure, that that was a kind of really deep way of, of reflecting on that. And, you know, he pushed my thinking a lot. I, I Maybe I pushed his thinking a bit, I don't know. But um, trying to bring together the theology and the education was 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 a really rich way of of framing and, and as a result then you know what we ended up with in, as a kind of document has got like that kind of that running through it but in in a way that we've tried to make it so that you know it's not intimidating or it's not annoying or it's not kind of overly complex but just but but, it, but it's confident so that it, you know that you can get in you know you can get into it and have some, you know, some, some, yes, even some professional development, I suppose, from reading it to, to think, okay, actually now I can, yes. I've got an articulation of what difference, because if, if our Christian faith doesn't make any difference to that, um, you know, we, we don't need this kind of vision. We can just take a normal leadership framework off the shelf and just use that. But I think, I think if we, if we've got to be confident that it does make a difference and it, and we should be confident to articulate how. Yeah, great. Andy, since 2020, we've been working in collaboration with CSA on an exciting new document. Can you tell us about that process and how this wonderful synergy between the wonderful work you've already done uh, with uh, Professor Ford and the Church of England um, is now finding this expression in this new leadership framework um, in partnership with CSA? Yeah, well, that's just been an amazing journey uh, working with um, leaders across Australia to kind of uh, personalise really a, a version of this called connected, committed thinking for, for Australia, which has been immense privilege and you know, such fun and um, such great challenge and sense of collaboration. And, you know, thank you to all the leaders who've been involved in that right across um, the network. I mean, what we what we sought to do in that is take those three um those three kind of principles called connected committed. But in our document, you see, we, we, um, the matrix that we've used to, to build that around, it, ref- it refers really clearly to the Church of England vision for education. So the kind of wisdom, hope, community and dignity, which in our context makes like a lot of sense because people are using that. Whereas obviously that language in Australia may or may not make um, sense. Uh, so we, you know, we took these four different constructs Vision, practice, um, faith, and oh my goodness, I've literally forgotten the culture. <laughs> uh, I, I always get them in the wrong order. But anyways, we uh-huh. took those from the Flourish resources and then we kind of weave that together. But then really try to say, well, as leaders in your context, what are the key leadership practices that that, that make the biggest difference? And, and then, you know, we back, began to write that together. And either the, obviously, the CSA framework is soon to be released and... As you, we know, it explores 12 leadership practices around those four key domains is what we're calling those. Um, leaders of vision, leaders of culture, leaders of faith and leaders of practice. And aligning those, of course, with um, our regulatory requirements as far as the ATSL standards for uh, professional standards for principals. And, and then, of course, these constructs, which we're calling them, these call, connected and committed 
Uh, do you want to just explain the importance of how those domains intersect with those con constructs of call connected committed and how that finds expression in these 12 leadership practices? Yeah, I mean, you, you put, to be honest, you're going to need to see it to really bring this to life. But, <laughs> but and that opportunity is coming soon. Um, but this, if, you, if you can imagine kind of the table that's that's got these four um, going across vision, culture, faith, and practice, and then and then kind of the top, um, the column headings being called constructs. We're, we're, yeah. we're looking at how those map together. So, you know, for for example, um, if we uh, think about the if you're a leader of vision, um, you know, we've got three key practices that kind of um, are unpacked there. So, the first, inspiring imagination. What does it mean to see a future? Um, for your teams and your students that does not yet exist what does that what does that look and how might your vision um, affect us number two instilling a hope so a vision um, needs to you know put hope in. i mean li literally the word instill means to put into um, and so a leader who can instill hope um it, it that is what vision is about and then thirdly this idea of sustaining impact of a vision so that you know it's, we're not simply saying hey, we've got the most inspiring vision. Everyone's feeling hopeful. You know, great. Um, but we're actually saying as a result <coughs> of that vision, um, we're seeing some real impact in the lives of children and of staff uh, in all manner of uh, dimensions. And then for, for the other ones, you know, there's a trio in, in, a, in, a, similar, in a similar way so that leaders can really, you know, if you, if you were in your school thinking, right, well, actually, yeah, vision is really important. Um, area for us in this season, you know, this year or this three years or whatever. You know, we really want to not just talk about it. Um, we really want to try and put that into practice. Those those three areas could be great ways of diving in, you know, at, at all levels, whether it be as governors or as teachers or, or frankly, as students as well. You know, you know, these, these are important things for young people as, as well. So that's kind of the journey that we've tried to take. And it might be great to hear about just the unpacking of just one or two of those practices. And um, what I loved about the the framing of those, Andy, was that they were they were familiar to us all around those what what type of leaders we we are wanting to be, but they were written in such a way that they captivated a, a different perspective, perhaps, or a broader perspective on what is normally there and. I'd love to hear your thoughts, Andy, maybe starting with that being a leader of vision and adopting the practice of inspiring imagination. Um, just want to unpack that practice for us. Yeah, sure. I mean, imagination is a pretty interesting word because in, in a school context, you immediately probably are drawn to, uh, you know, creative arts subjects or, you know, th those kinds of things. That's where imagination is found in, in our schools. And you, you might think, well, that probably doesn't really relate particularly to science or math or whatever but actually in terms of leadership one of the core skills or assets of a really effective leader is to be able to firstly imagine a future that does not yet exist you know that's a that's a core thing i mean not a naive imagination but think okay my responsibility is to lead this what could it look like in you know one year's time three years time five years time and, and in many ways, um, education is well set up for that because great teaching starts with imagination. You know, if you think of a normal class that you are teaching and you meet them for the first time, 
a great teacher imagines a future that the children or the students do not do you know they don't know about yet and they take them there um, not in a um, not in a naive way or in a kind of ungrounded way but that's what great teaching does it, it envisages a possibility that the student does not yet know about um, and in this you know for, for leaders we we we're kind of called then to to kind of present that um, Im imagination to our colleagues um, in a way that kind of starts by um, evaluating the present accurately. You know, it's no it's no use being a leader who just says, hey, it's going to be amazing. Let's all go on a journey together. You know, actually, that can be quite a frustrating way to be led because if you're feeling like, well, you might have a vision for that, but you just need to understand what's actually going on in our school before you kind of take us on this on this journey. So it's it's being able to um, see that present accurately and then and then energize teams towards the future. And the kind of framework that we've drawn this from is Walter Brueggemann. He's an Old Testament um, theologian. Um, he writes this amazing book called The Prophetic Imagination. And I don't know, colleagues listening to this might, you know, you might, I don't know whether you think you're a prophet or not, or whether you've got a prophetic edge. But but in this book, he basically says that the Old Testament prophets um, are unhelpfully caricatured by us that we think they're kind of like sort of you know always having a moan and they're always kind of down about everything and sort of woe is me and must have been quite you know depressing people to be around but actually what he says is that they do two things number one they criticize so they look around they look at reality and say what you know what is what is lacking about our current reality. Yeah. And then secondly, they energize. So they say, okay, this is not great, but where are we headed? And, and I found this framework for imagination really helpful that we criticize and energize. I mean, not criticize personally, you know, Darren, I just want to criticize the way you're leading. That's not, that's not really what it, mean, what it means, but you know, we might say, you know, when we critically analyze the way that we, I don't know, develop leaders in our school, there's some really good things, but there's some there's some people that we're missing out on. What could it look like if we, you know, had a systemic program of development for every teacher that was in our school? Then we're energizing towards the future. So, and I think that's a, you know, that's, that's actually a really, um, you know, that's a really biblical thing. If you think of like, I don't know, like Isaiah says like, see i'm doing a new thing you know do you not perceive it i mean that that would be a great vision strap line for a school actually see i'm doing a new thing you know right the vision plane <laughs> right right exactly exactly and you know if you if you spent an hour in a classroom and it's why it's why it's so rooted in educational thinking as well as the theology because you know a great hour in a classroom you should be able to say see i'm doing a new thing you know, you should be able to see that because if, you know, if, if students are not in, on that journey, they're probably not learning anything. They're just repeating what they can already do. So, so it's really, it's really grounded in that. Um, I think the only other thing I'd want to say on that is that it's quite easy for that to sort of sound like super positive and yeah, isn't it great and everything. Whereas actually an imagination um, needs to take, you know, real account of suffering, pain, challenge, stress, anxiety, all of those kinds of very real things that are in our in our schools and, and needs to be sensitive to that. Because, you know, if you are being led by someone who is like full of ambition and imagination and energy and so on, so on but doesn't actually understand and empathise and frankly love 
the colleagues that they're working with, um, it actually just becomes very, um, it, it can dismantle very, very quickly. So, so that, that's kind of, that's, that's a good example, I guess. Yeah. Look, Andy, you've wet our appetite. Obviously, that's one of 12. Like, imagine what it would be like to speak on the 12. And or just given imagine, us a yeah. Lot. <laughs> you've given us a great taster there of, of the sort of practices that, that, that are unpacked in this leadership framework. And we won't have time now to go into the others, but each of those, at each of those, those domains of, of vision, of culture, of faith and of practice, and then looking at the theological foundations for those around call, connected and committed, find expression in these distinct practices that uh, that, that that really are animated and, um, and so well represented um, both theologically, but also practically, Andy, through um, uh, through the work that you've um, you've been a part of. So so a bit of a bit of a wedding of appetites for those that are yet to receive this framework. Andy, I guess the, the the logical question would be what other resources and professional learning will be attached to this new framework that as we roll this out, it's it's one thing to have a framework, but where do we go with that? What's the next? And um, really looking at this as a starting point, not an end product in regards to a resource. Yeah, no, that's a, such a good question. I mean, I think the first thing to say is that um, when you see it, you are going to find it an easy document to read. <laughs> so one, one of the core things about school leadership is basically no one's got time to read anything. So, you know, please don't listen to this thinking, oh my goodness, I'm now going to have to read like some massive theology book. It's not really that at all. It's designed that you can, you know, reflect on each of these practices with your teams, you know, in a, in a relatively short reflection, you know, each of these sections are, you know, 500, 800 words or something like that with, with, with discussion questions for your team. So that's a great way to dive in to it straight away. Um, and then what we're now looking at is how we might then enhance that and develop that and embed that in programs of professional learning and what that can look like because you're you're quite right you know there's no you know this kind of framework needs to be brought alive in training programs in networks in further research in activities that you can do with your teams and your students um, and that is all you know that that's the net that's sort of stage two of this um, really exciting collaboration and Andy, with the, the the explicit intent there of obviously aligning with AITSL, um, the, the 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 regulatory yeah. frame that we have around uh, the development of our leaders, um, but also having developmental tools like Andy. Correct me if I'm wrong, but that's something that you've really um, has been has been a real important aspect of this as far as that develop developmental tools that are developed. So a little bit about that, if you could could share. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, so we so we design, so we used our call connect committed and designed this kind of development tool for 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 staff. And what it enables them to do is, you know, some um, self reflection, some three sixty um, stuff with colleagues around these leadership practices. Because um, in some ways, uh, sometimes our feedback for one another focuses a lot on performance. You know, you know, we were great. You did a great job on this, on that. We could have done a bit better, but it doesn't necessarily always focus on um, how we how we got there and so these leadership practice you know for for example if if you took that practice we were talking about at the moment about imagination um, it would actually be really helpful feedback to to know whether your colleagues saw that in you you know whether whether actually that was something that they 
saw, validated, wanted more of, or, or equally didn't see in you. You know, actually, it would be helpful feedback to know, well, you might think you're painting a picture of the future that's inspiring to us, but you're not. You know, you don't do that as a leader as, as effectively as you might think. So that kind of feedback is really helpful. Um, and we found that very useful in terms of those developmental tools. Um, and then what we've also tried to do is then embed it in professional learning programmes um, so that when we're talking about, you know, what, what would it mean to be an effective school principal, you know, we're actually confident enough to say, well, actually, yeah, it'd be part, you know, okay, some of it would be how to, you know, manage your budget or, or, or set up your HR policies appropriately. And there are a lot of technical development skills there, but, but equally, um, you know, this, some of this deeper stuff is actually what turns out to make the biggest difference to. Embodying story and. Yeah, yeah right. Exactly. Stilling exactly. hope, etc. Yeah, exactly. great. Andy, time's going to beat us, but um, just a question. We're we're so looking forward to this this document coming out, and really, um, October fourteen is our is our date where we will hopefully be launching. And I would just encourage everyone to um, that that is available member schools to come to that. Bring your leaders with you and. Um, you'll see that it's it's a, a very accessible document. It's a document that really has the potential to transform the way that we prepare leaders right across our school communities, not just at the top end, but every teacher. And as Andy said, even every student in their development as leaders can can learn something from this. So if Andy, there was to be one last comment you would make about the framework to uh, to convince, um, leaders to come and uh, engage in it. What what would it be? Well, um, I th- I think that in, uh, unless a Christian school is confident about its Christian vision and uh, uh, and it 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 doesn't need to be a Christian school. You don't need to be a Christian school to be a good school. But if you are one, be an amazing one. Be bold about that. Be confident about that, and be proud of that. And then put it into practice in leadership development that develops your leaders in this kind of, in, in this way. And this framework will really help you do that. It's really seeking to bring together this kind of sometimes what feels like a tension of like instructional leadership and transformational leadership. And how do we actually dwell in that space? Um, so get stuck in with it. You will, I hope, really enjoy it and look forward to being part of the journey as we go forward. Wonderful, Andy. And Andy, look, okay, it's remiss of me not to mention that uh, letting people know about an exciting new book that you have co-authored with uh, Dr. Lynn Swanner from ACSI in the USA. A uh, little plug, a little 30-second plug for that new book and uh, when it's coming out. Oh, yeah. So that is called Flourishing Together, and um, it's looking at a Christian vision for flourishing students, flourishing educators and flourishing schools. What does it mean to flourish? How might we see it? How might we measure it? It unpacks some really great empirical research that Lynn's done and then kind of brings it to you know, to life in terms of leadership practice. It's quite resonant with the, what we've been talking about today, to be honest, and then some some really practical activities in that book for you to do as leaders. So, right. yeah, that's coming out um, at the end of 2021. And, um, yeah, from all good bookstores, go get it. <laughs> Fantastic, Andy. Look, Andy, it's been an absolute delight to chat with you today. It's been wonderful to journey with you these last couple of years. 
thank you for your vital contribution to this CSA leadership framework. And we look forward to many more conversations into the future and hopefully a face-to-face visit in Australia in the not too distant future. That would be amazing. Well, let's pray that that opens up indeed. Can't wait. All right. Thanks, Andy.